Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton, and we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Whatever your mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Napoleon Hill. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values, and then your values become your destiny. Mahatma Gandhi. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Henry Ford. The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. Eleanor Roosevelt. All incredible quotes that speak to this timeless truth that belief is really a superpower and that there is magic in belief. And when you believe in yourself, when you believe in your dreams, when you believe in your goals, that is possible, then it becomes much more real for you. It becomes easier. Things start to work out. Synchronicities start to happen in your life. And so this episode is all about how to build that belief, how to believe in yourself, how to release limiting beliefs, and how to harness this power of belief. Now, before we get into this episode, first and foremost, welcome to 2024. This is the first episode of the Science and Spirituality podcast for this year, and I'm thrilled that you're here. So this is Kevin tuning in with you here for this solo episode. My brother's still on his break. He'll be back soon. And uh, I have some exciting news as we're kicking off the new year. So if you've ever wanted to connect more deeply and more uh, personally with me and Chris and all that we share, now is an opportunity for you to do so. So we created a podcast subscription, which what it is, it's just $5 a month. It's a monthly subscription. And you'll get access to bonus exclusive content on Spotify for you to tune in and have more of a relationship with us and have more episodes to listen to, especially if you've been a longtime listener and have listened to all of our episodes, then you're, I know you're going to love this to have extra new episodes. We're also going to have deeper dive episodes with guests when we have them on. There'll be exclusive content that is in addition to the episodes that we offer. And this is my most uh, exciting thing for me, that we get to connect personally with you face-to-face. -face. So. When you sign up for this subscription, again, just $5 a month, we're also offering bonus one once a month monthly meditations and coaching calls. So it's a meditation and coaching call within one hour. And when you sign up for the $5 a month, if you click a button when you subscribe where it says, share your email with the creator, i.e. us, being the creators of this podcast and podcast subscription, then we'll be able to get your email so that we can email you a Zoom link that will have these monthly calls. So it'll be on Zoom. We can see each other face-to-face, -face, uh, which is not required. You could just tune in, in on your audio. But um, this will be our, our opportunity to guide you through meditations, to go deeper within yourself, as well as an opportunity for you to ask us questions directly. And so that'll be once a month. That'll change on the day and day of time, the date, because we'll have, we have listeners from all around the world, but I encourage you to join us on these meet monthly meetings. Right now, as we're beginning the year, the first meeting will be on January 24th 
at 11 a.m. Mountain Time so that we can catch the energy of the full moon that's starting up on the 25th. So if you want to join us for these meditations, I'm, I'm personally thinking we'll plan them around either full moons or new moons so that we can harness the energy of those times to go deeper within ourselves and use the energy of that celestial event so that we can harness the power of that evolutionary energy. So if that resonates with you, you can click the link in the description of this episode and look into more of what a, uh, this subscrip subscription means. And of course, sign up if $5 a month for all of that bonus content seems good to you. And final note, if you can't make those live coaching calls and meditations every month, those will be extra episodes that we're going to add that we're going to release as uh, subscriber-only episodes on this podcast. So you'll be able to listen in and re-listen to those anytime you want. And you'll also be able to ask your questions in advance. So if you can't make it, then me and Chris can answer your question and support you, even though it's virtual in that way where uh, you won't be live. So if that resonates, again, click the link in the description of this episode. We're going forward with that month after month. And so we hope you join us and join this community of amazing people that are working on themselves. So with that said, let's dive into this episode. And I hope you stay to the end of this episode because as we always do on this podcast, we always love to share practical tips and ways to apply what we share. So I'm going to first start off with sharing the science of belief and its power, like where it comes from, some scientific studies that have proven the power of belief. Then we'll go into how to believe in yourself and your dreams and what you would love to create in your life and also how to release limiting beliefs. And then we've got something, something special for you too, which are some free gifts for you in this new year. So I've got two free gifts for you if you stick around to the, to the end. So with that said, let's dive in. The science of belief. Personally, when I was first introduced to it, this about 2015 or so, it blew my mind because I'd been studying personal development and spiritual laws and laws of the universe, like the law of attraction for a few years, but I had never learned that there is actual scientific evidence to the power of belief. Now, one of those pieces of evidence is pretty straightforward. I think most of us know this, that there is a placebo effect, it's called in science, that if you believe that you're, say, taking a pill that is told to, for example, reduce your blood pressure, if you have high blood pressure, then, and, and, but it's just a sugar pill. It's, it actually has no effect specifically and scientifically on you know, say the, uh, the parts of your body and the ways in which our body actually regulates our blood, blood pressure, like it doesn't affect that at all. But if you do take that believing that, then it's been proven that it will reduce your blood pressure to a certain degree. And the placebo effect actually works to like 20 to 30% of efficacy of whatever specifically is told to you that it's going to help you do or help you uh, regulate in your body. So it's pretty fascinating on that level, but there's a whole book that describes this even deeper. In this book, what I'm, I'll be referencing, some of the uh, scientific studies that I'm going to be referencing comes from this book and what this gentleman had researched. So it's called The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. The Biology of Belief by Dr. Bruce Lipton. And he delves into the profound impact of beliefs and what beliefs have on our lives supported by scientific findings. So I want to share with you five key specific scientific findings and facts about how beliefs really influence our lives. So number one, 
And actually, number one is not the placebo effect. We'll get to that because that's more common knowledge. So I want to get to the more, uh, more newer findings, we'll say. So first, epigenetics. If you have never heard of epigenetics, it's the study about how our thoughts, our beliefs, our and, and environment, of course, change the expressions of our genes in our DNA. So studies have shown that stress-related beliefs, like if we believe that um, we have a deadline to hit and that we don't have enough time to make it, and then stress builds, and the perceptions that we have on what that means for us, and say like our boss might be, you know, <laughs> not uh, like might want to fire us if we don't hit that deadline. Those stress builds, and that can actually influence our gene expression. So, research done by Dr. Elizabeth Blackburn, Dr. Lisa Eppel, and others at the University of California in San Francisco, they explored the impact of stress on what are called telomeres. And telomeres are just the protective caps at the end of chromosomes that, of course, are a major part, major part of our. Uh, gene expression, our DNA. And so those caps on the telomeres, they'll start to degrade over time if stress is too high and that cortisol is released in our body and that it is a patterned way of living. And so it's incredible that if we just learn to shift our belief about, let's say first and foremost for that example, if we just shift our belief, our perception of our capability to be able to have a certain deadline, have a certain uh, pressure, if you will, from work, and that we can actually meet that that uh, pressure and actually show up and deliver on what we have been tasked, then we'll have a much healthier body, quite literally. Now, you've probably heard this before, but this is my personal belief that it doesn't happen you know, in, in one moment, one hour, even one day. It's more of a patterned response or reaction over time. So if we say in a moment, fall prey to that stress or that uh, perception of, oh, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I, I can't take on this responsibility. In that moment, maybe if it's for an hour or a day and you're struggling with that, that's more than human or that, that is human. That's, that's more than okay. But it's, it's when that falls into a pattern over weeks, over months. And of course, that's just the way you live your life. Then Yes, that has some negative effects to it, of course. So that's one of the, the main key scientific findings that it really does affect literally our gene expression is our belief. So, however, it's the opposite is true as well as that if you, various studies have also shown that if you change your beliefs to be more positive, like I was sharing, then those lifestyle changes or those beliefs that you have can also affect gene expression in a positive way. So there's that benefit as well. And some studies, one of those studies that are referenced in Bruce Lipton's book on the biology of belief was referenced of Dr. Gene Ornish and his studies on how if you have more positive beliefs in your life, then it could have better outcomes on conditions like heart disease and cancer. What, speaking of which, uh, this is not specifically in Dr. Bruce Lipton's book, but I've seen some research done. Uh, this is not very popular research, I'll say. And some may say it's more anecdotal evidence, but some Eastern healers, uh, like Eastern parts of our world, will literally use the power of belief to get rid of tumors in people's bodies. 
And if you just do a quick Google search, I didn't have this particularly prepared for this episode, but I've seen a video from, this is like in the nineties, I think, because it was a very, very grainy video. We didn't have great technology back then, but um, the video was of these three uh, practitioners, energy healers that literally use their hands. They put their hands over this person's body. It was a patient who was, uh, had a, a, I think it was a pancreatic tumor or cancer. And they had a, uh, a what was it? X-rays or like a, uh, gosh, what was it? It was a way of viewing inside the person's body, like, like in real time of, as they were doing this energy healing and looking at the tumor and how it affected it. And I think it was just a couple of hours them doing this energy healing and putting their, in essence, intention or belief that this person was healed and eradicating that tumor. And within a few hours, it was gone. It's incredible. But interestingly enough, I've also seen that it depends on the person's belief, receiving, say, a healing in that way, that even the most mystic, spiritual, uh, magical healer on earth could not heal someone who would not believe. So it's, it's kind of like a two-way street. I see it. So let's move on because that, that was a kind of a, a side tangent that uh, I can't say for sure. Uh, I have like a specific say like link or here's an article and um, I'd be interested to actually like do some more research myself to find out if that was uh, backed by any evidence or was it was just like a, a video that has gone viral and that uh, was maybe made up. Who knows? But I invite you to do your own research on that. But let's go more to some more grounded research that I can tell you for sure is real. So the next piece of evidence that Dr. Bruce Lipton shows in that book is the mind-body connection. Another, This isn't one of the other ones, just like the placebo effect that is very well studied. Even to this day, I think most people accept that and understand that and believe that. Whereas if you go back to the 70s, 60s, 50s, it was very rare. But now that we're in the 2020s, it's much more common. But so some of the research that was shared in Bruce Lipton's book was on posit positive psychology and health. So it's the mind-body connection and what you think then becomes more real for you in your body. So this research was done by Dr. Martin Seligman and others in pos positive psychology that's shown the correlation between positive emotions, mindset, and overall health, demonstrating how a positive mindset contributes to improved well-being. Of course, pretty straightforward that one. Now, the next one, one of my favorites, neuroplasticity. And this, I'll say, is one of the main components or main focuses I have in my coaching and my work as a transformational life coach and supporting people in using and, and applying spirituality and the laws of the universe to make changes quite literally in their physiology with neuroplasticity. So neuroplasticity has everything to do with belief. If you're familiar with the term, great. If not, neuroplasticity is the now proven fact that we can literally change the structure of our brain's neurons and how they connect. If we think a certain thought, focus our thought in a particular way, and of course, believe it to be true, then the connections in our brain start to literally change. And you can look up uh, just do a quick Google search as well that there are videos uh, that have been taken of a microscopic view of the neurons and how they change connections as a person changes thought and their belief. So if you want to do some more research into that, you can look up Dr. Michael Merzenich and Dr. Norman Doidge 
and the, how they explore the, how beliefs and experiences can shape the brain's neural connections, supporting the idea that the brain remains adaptable throughout our entire life, no matter how old you are. So that, that's been changing over the last couple of decades because decades ago, like I shared, usually the common belief was that you know, once someone turns a certain age, like 20, 25, 30, then that they're just set in their ways. It's the age-old adage that you can't teach an, an old dog new tricks. So that has been proven false now, which is awesome. So the fourth one, the fourth concept we've just, we, I first started off with, but we'll come back to it is the placebo effect. This one also is probably my favorite because, you know, <laughs> me being a past scientist, like, like, uh, in training, uh, getting, going to get my doctorate in pharmacy, which I only got a four-year degree because I chose not to get continue on in that pharmaceutical industry. But this is one of the most commonly known ones, uh, especially when I was school and back in, I was in school back in 2010, 2011, 12, 13, and 14. Um, this is very, very well known. But the funny thing was that say like very mainstream or very hard, fast scientists that only went by like what you can prove they like just chalked it up as like, oh, that's just, you know, it just happens. Like they, they couldn't explain it. They can't explain it even to this day. But now more and more, as more and more research comes out about belief, it's, it's really where it lies, like why, where that comes from. So there's a bunch of studies that are proving this, but including some of those led by Dr. Ted Kapchuk, K-A-P-T-C-H-U-K, at Harvard Medical School, they've examined the placebo effect, demonstrating the power of belief in influencing treatment outcomes. So again, if I gave that example, if someone has high blood pressure, they're given a sugar pill and told like, yeah, this, this will absolutely reduce your blood pressure. If they believe it, they will absolutely do so. And that is change, that doesn't mean they change anything else, like no change in exercise, no change in diet. It's literally just the thought that it will help them and it changes their body. And how it re reacts. So it's incredible. Now, the final and fifth one in this book that was a main component of Dr. Bruce Lipton's research and compiling all the different research that are done by different doctors was the psychology of expectations. In other words, the self-fulfilling prophecy idea. So research in social psychology by Dr. Robert Rosenthal and Dr. Lenore Jacobson in The Pygmalion Effect highlights how expectations and belief can shape behavior and outcomes, particularly in educational settings. And this one I'd say also is more well accepted because some of these studies talked about how they uh, experimented with class in classroom settings, like with uh, fifth, sixth, seventh graders. And if they would tell the, the teacher that all of these students were uh, like that were in a new incoming class were geniuses, like that they had high, high IQs and that these uh, students were uh, primed for learning really well, the teacher would start to believe that and would treat these students differently. And so those students, even though they didn't have those high, high IQs and weren't geniuses by any means, they were treated as such. And so they actually improved their, their, their scores in classes and started to actually uh, get better grades from the previous year. And so it was kind of like a double blind study that the students didn't know, the teachers didn't know. And so that was the study done. And it was, it was fascinating to see how belief really builds up how someone can fulfill their own kind of prophecy, if you will, that if they believe in themselves and someone believes in them, 
it can really improve the situation. So enough about that. You, as If you listen to our, this podcast enough, you know that we, we also like to get down to the point of, all right, how could you apply this into your life and work with this in a more practical way? And so that's enough of the research on the science. I know I've mentioned many different names and different studies and different focuses. So if you want to do deeper research, go for it. But personally, here's my recommendation is believe in our belief, believe in the belief of these scientific studies and these researchers and proof, positive proof that this works. If you notice maybe there's a party that's still skeptical, then sure, like feel free to dive deeper into the research. Highly recommend getting that book uh, that has all of these different points in it is the uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton's book, The Bio, Bio, the Bio, oh my gosh, <laughs> The Biology of Belief. There we go. Get, my my uh, brain is moving faster than my 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 mouth, my tongue. But yeah, you, you can definitely get that. I, I highly recommend it. I did research back on that in like 2015, 16, like I said, and it changed my life when I learned more about belief. So let's talk about how you can apply it into your life. So first and foremost, let's talk about releasing limiting beliefs because a there's a law of the universe. This is a more spiritual approach to this topic. There's a law of the universe called the law of sacrifice. Is that, and what that says is that if you want anything greater in your life, like in, in essence, a greater belief in yourself and your dreams and your goals, then you need to let go or sacrifice something of a lesser value, if you will. So if you want something greater, you have to sacrifice something lesser. And the lesser here is the limiting belief. So you want to sacrifice first, clear out, get rid of the old so that you can bring in the new or have a refresh energy and actually have space to believe more deeply in what you want to create. And that's what I see people get wrong a lot or get ahead of themselves is that they think if they just think positive or just focus on their goals and if they get clear on, on what they want to believe and just repeat it again and again, that it will somehow magically change themselves. Yes and no. The yes part is that is a part of the process, which we'll come back to as we get into how to believe in yourself, like all the things I just shared, very powerful. However, if you miss this first part, which is the deeper and sometimes even darker work is to let uh, shine a light on the limiting beliefs, the things that are uh, negative or uh, those patterns that you may have been struggling with for a lifetime, maybe decades or at the very least months or years, then it's an uphill battle. Like if you don't do that work first, so it's more difficult, but I promise you it's got a better outcome. So releasing limiting beliefs is the first part is the first step to take. And so my approach to this and what I coach all of my clients into is first having to connect with who you really are. And <laughs> this is an approach that seems uh, kind of like out of left field. It's like, wait, what, is you, what do you even mean? And what is it, uh, what's it involve to connect with who you really are? And it seems like kind of like a, an ephemeral or esoteric or uh, kind of intangible step, but I promise you it's deeply tangible. It's very tangible, especially when you apply the tool I'll give you, which is part of the free gift at the end of this episode, which I'll share with you in a moment. But so what it means to connect with who you really are. We all have to remember, and honestly, I believe it's on a daily basis, even sometimes hourly, hourly basis, that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. 
We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Chances are you heard that before. Maybe you believe that deeply. You've known that. But how we activate that in the moment is the most important thing. Because if we don't, if we have it opposite, which is how most of us have been trained to live, is that, oh, we're just human beings and that we're, we have spiritual experiences, then we operate life from this perception that the beliefs that we have or the programming that we have in our mind, that are the subconscious beliefs, the subconscious patterns, that it's just who we are. It's just a, a part of who we are. And that, that kind of frame of mind sets up a losing battle or it's more difficult because if we then say, oh, I want to get rid of or release these limiting beliefs, then there's an unconscious part of us that believes we're getting rid of a part of ourselves, that we're releasing or cutting away from who we are. And I'm putting that in air quotes because it's not really who we are. We have a body, we have a mind, we have subconscious programming from our entire life, especially from when, when we were young, but it's not who we are. Again, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so if we live life from that perception that we are only human beings, then it's very difficult. There's a part of us that fights or resists against letting go of a part of ourselves because we don't want to uh, get rid of something that is who we are, is if that we are operating from that point of view. But if we flip it, we shift it to the other way, which is the truth that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, then we can recognize with greater compassion that, yeah, it, it may be difficult. It usually is to let go of limiting beliefs because they've been there for so long. It's even difficult to even awake, to wake up and be aware of what those limiting beliefs are. But when we view ourselves, our human experience from this higher perception that we are a spiritual being, that we are more than the thought that we might be struggling with. We may be, we are, we are absolutely more than maybe the feelings that we feel are stuck within our body. We are more than maybe the physical ailments that we notice as a reflection of those limiting beliefs. Then we realize that the work of shifting or letting go of these limiting beliefs and replacing them with new, more expansive beliefs is really just our birthright. It's what we're here to do. And that's a never ending process, which is a beauty of life that we always have an opportunity to grow, but we're doing it now from a place of compassion, like I said, and even a level of self-respect because we've respect ourselves, our true selves enough to know that there is a greater experience for us to have in this human experience and that our soul grows or expands way beyond what we maybe have thought that is possible for us by means of going through these very difficult, dark, challenging times and looking at those limiting beliefs square in the face and where they came from, which spoiler alert, it's usually our, our upbringing, our family, but guess what? We are now responsible adults and we get to, not have to, but we get to shift these limiting beliefs to let them go. So like I said, you could probably see more and more why now I preface this whole idea and speaking about it by saying that it's, it's, it seems like a not, it's like an intangible step, but it becomes very tangible when you understand that the truth of our nature is spiritual. 
We are these light beings. We are consciousness. And we are experiencing this human reality. I like to say it, a great, a great analogy is that this human body and our human being, our human experience is like an earth suit, just like a spacesuit is required for an astronaut to actually have a life in space beyond our atmosphere. So it goes to the same point that as a spiritual being, the only way we can actually have a real experience on earth is through this human earth suit. And so there's nothing wrong with our human earth suit. It's just that there is programming that is less expansive, not as free that it can be if we shift these beliefs. And so it's very tangible in that way when we shift our perception of life. And that takes time. You know, like I've been first and foremost learning this for the last decade. I've been teaching this really since 2014, 15, when I became a yoga teacher and got certified in that. But I'd say my like career, or if you'd call it a career, but my work, like my real deep spiritual work, my soul calling or soul's purpose really began in 2017 when I began coaching clients through this process. But uh, I'm still learning this to this day, which like I shared, it feels like a privilege. Sometimes my ego gets in the way. It's like, oh, I should know this already. I should uh, be a master at this already. But you know, I'm 31 and I'm learning every day. And so with that said, let's go a little bit further now to release these limiting beliefs of how to release it. I'll give you some exercises to go through because like I said, it takes time. It's not a one and done process. And it's quite literally like uh, a oak tree growing from a tiny, tiny acorn. That acorn obviously being planted, it's through a process of change that it even first starts to sprout. And it takes time. I don't know the exact growth path of an oak tree and how long it takes to even just first sprout, but I would guarantee, I would uh, argue to say it's probably months for it to actually see a sprout of growth. And then for it to grow into the mighty oak tree, it takes decades, decades. And so take time with this. It's not going to be a one-time thing. And that's also why I highly recommend getting support through it, through this process, because our mind, our ego, our human self can sabotage ourselves just in the sake of safety or protection. Whereas we know we want more uh, deep down. And that's why we keep coming back to maybe a podcast like this that you're listening to, or a book, or maybe you have dreams or in your journaling that you just realize it's like, oh man, like I want to, I want to get beyond this pattern and really grow and shed these old layers. And I feel like I can't, well, get support becomes easier. And that's exactly what I do as a coach. So reach out to me if you love support from me, but there's plenty of other modalities and ways in which you could receive support, but I highly recommend getting support gets, it's way easier to do so, to make these changes. So to go forward now from this place of empowerment, of reminding yourself, remembering who you are as a spiritual being, as a soul. Then from there, you want to start to journal on those limiting thoughts, those limiting beliefs. What has been true for you up until now? And I'll give you an example of this, funny enough. So I say I live with what I teach and what I teach is that, like I shared, it's powerful to have support. So I recently have gotten into a new coaching support with a, a new coach, a one-to-one coach. And just a few days ago, we had a session and we were going through a process. And one of the things that had risen up for me 
as a realization, which he reflected, I didn't see it at first, but he reflected to me was that I was putting the belief of money connected to my um, value or my worth, which I think is a very common thing for most people because we grew up in a society, a capitalistic society, uh, no matter where you are in the world, this is the key, the case that the amount of money you make gets you more notoriety. Or, I mean, it quite literally connects, of course, with our ability to survive and, of course, thrive as well. Um, so money at our stage of our world is required to a certain degree. And so I think we all have this kind of belief that, oh, money equals worth or value. And in my coaching with him and just me reflecting and sharing what was going on for me, he helped me realize, like, oh, why is it tied together? And, and when I got down to the deeper truth of what I really, really, really believe, but it's just not an emphasized belief or hasn't become fully true for me yet, is that I believe that our true value, our true worth, or our enoughness just comes from us being alive, that we're given the gift of life today. And I'm starting to release and detach that, that belief of, oh, it's money. And so I can actually hold and, and have space for greater money and wealth in my life, but not attach it just to my worth or my value or my enoughness in life. So that's just one example of that. And what I will be doing going forward to work through that belief as well is to journal on it more. Maybe you've used journal prompts as a great way of transforming. I believe it's a very powerful way of doing this. So take what you feel has limited you. And what is that story? What is that thought specifically? Because our thoughts have power. The specific words that we may put to a certain story in our life has meaning and we put meaning on it. So take those limited thoughts, those limited beliefs, what you have believed up until now, just put it down on a paper and you can even make like a T-chart, putting the limiting beliefs on the left and then on the right, what is the new story you would love to tell yourself now? And the key with this one, because this is another mistake, a kind of a, a pitfall as you're shifting beliefs is that new belief that you want to implement in your life. You have to make it believable. Because for example, let's say, just going back to that money example, let's say the limiting belief is, um, I never have enough, right? This, the maybe more expansive belief would be, I'm an abundant being, or that I, I attract all that I need and all that I want. So that is definitely believable. But if you go so far as to say, um, I believe I will be a trillionaire by the end of this year, it's highly likely you won't because it's so far out. And an example of this, this is actually coming back to a bit more of a scientific approach. We break a bone in our physical body, God forbid, but we break a bone in our physical body. What doctors do, of course, they put a cast around it to realign the bones so that they can grow back together. But the thing is, if those bones were not sensing the edge of each other, those broken bones, then it will never grow back to heal fully because there are stem cells at the very edge of each of those broken parts that can literally sense the other bone. It's like a calling for home or reconnection. But if those bones are broken and it's so far apart that they can't sense that other bone, then it will never grow back together. And so that's what a cast does. It puts the bones close enough back so that the natural process can, of healing can take place. So it's the same with bridging to a new belief or a more expansive belief is that you have to 
sense like it's possible or believable for you. And you'll know. Just tap within, tune into your own heart. And also check your own ego with maybe a certain thought like, oh, I want to be X, Y, and Z so far in my life. If you can't believe it, then it won't be achievable. I mean, going back to one of the quotes I shared in the beginning of this episode is that whatever your mind can conceive and believe, it can, it can achieve. So it's choosing those beliefs that feel more approachable, that can feel believable in essence. So I invite you to journal on that. Remind yourself of who you truly are, a spiritual being having a human experience. And then from that place of empowerment, write down the, the limiting beliefs. Because if you go straight to the limiting beliefs and writing them down, then you might feel discouraged. So reconnect with who you are, write down those limiting beliefs. And then on the other side of that chart, write a belief that is a replacement of that story. And that new belief will start to naturally rise. And the key here, when you start to let go of old beliefs, is it's going to take time, like I said. And so there's going to be times in your life where, in, in let's say you do this exercise, you write things out, write out the new beliefs. And then a day later, a week later, you notice the limiting belief, that negative belief come back up. Good. It's going to, you can actually expect that to happen. That's a part of the process. But we, again, another thing we've been trained to believe is that, oh, we just need to get rid of it. Or, uh, oh, that's bad when it comes up again. Oh, or we may think, oh, it's not working. That's a detrimental thought to have or perception to have because then you just give up when, again, it takes time. And so I invite you to welcome those times when those limiting beliefs rise up again. Even this is a, uh, a more advanced approach, but celebrating those times when those limiting beliefs rise up again is a powerful move because when you celebrate and praise yourself for recognizing when that limiting belief has come up and realize, oh, I don't want to believe this anymore then you have a greater sense of empowerment. And in essence, I personally believe you tap into who you are again by doing that, who you truly are as a spiritual being, who is more than this limiting belief. And so when you celebrate, it's like, okay, this is the good news that I'm on my way of change is that I'm, I'm noticing this now. So that's releasing those limiting beliefs. And there's many more ways you can do this. Like um, personally for me, I'll share this one other thing because there's again, many modalities like somatic healing, Reiki, energy healing, so that you can release more of the energy in your body, movement practices. One personally that has been working really well for me as an empath, someone who is uh, very tuned into not only his own energy, but I'm also tuned into other people's energy, just quite literally automatic. It's just, I can sense people's energy. I've been more using water as a way of releasing. So I will take a hot bath or take a hot shower if I've done this exercise and writing things out and then wanting to, wanting to let it go, I will literally use the power of water as a cleansing agent to be able to release more of the energy of that belief, not just the mental aspect of it. So that's just another suggestion. Try it out, see how it works for you. Now, next step, how to believe, how to really believe in yourself. So once you've identified and started to let go of the limiting beliefs, now it's time to build more belief in yourself and who you really are. So building belief, like I said, with limiting beliefs and letting those go, it takes time. But one of the greatest ways of starting to build more belief in yourself is make small commitments and follow through with them. 
make small commitments and follow through with them. Because belief builds when we've proven something to be true. If you don't find any evidence logically for something to be true, it's very difficult to believe. But if you've had experience or there's a, there's a trueness to something for you, then it's easier to, to actually repeat that new belief and make it true for you even deeper. There's always a deeper level you can go with a certain belief. And so building trust in essence is what I'm talking about here. So like, let's say you want to build a belief in yourself that you can achieve your wildest goals and dreams this year. Okay. So what's a, a small commitment that you can make to yourself in the next day or in the next week that would be proper evidence that you are making progress in that, even if it's a small step. A simple example of that, let's say one of your goals or dreams is to uh, get the most fit in your life or release a certain amount of pounds and becomes your ideal, become your ideal weight. Uh, for me and my health, what I'm working on this year is to be healed of a skin condition called psoriasis. And so one of the small aspects that I'm taking, like I'll share literally this weekend, I'm going to a, uh, I, well, I've got a massage book or I'm going to be booking a massage soon because my wife gave me a massage at, for a gift from Christmas, which is awesome. But I also um, go to what's called float therapy, or it's a um, sensory deprivation tank. So I've got that scheduled on my calendar. And so me putting that on my calendar and then following through with that is me showing to myself that I believe that I can heal from this physical condition this year because it's been proven to, to help the skin, to relax the mind, the body, and then actually take on all of the things that I shared before about the power of belief. So it's a simple thing, but I know I'm going to be building more belief in myself and my ability to heal by doing that. So small commitment, small follow-through, but big reward on the end of it. So another example that just came to me, let's say if you want to build belief that you can be more financially free or financially stable, okay? One simple step, I can save maybe 2% of my next paycheck, 5%, 10% of my next paycheck, just once, just to see, and just commit to doing that. You follow through with that, you will absolutely believe more in yourself to be able to actually follow through with what you say you want to do. So simple thing, but very, very powerful. So I invite you to try that on. And I got one more exercise for you that has been one of my favorite to build belief. And it's a simple but uh, profound ask, uh, journaling exercise, another journaling exercise, but it'll take time usually because, and it'll, it, I, I can almost guarantee you it's going to challenge you. So the exercise is to make a list of as many successes as you can think of in your life. And key here is that it doesn't have to be a major success that maybe your friends or your coworkers or your parents or your uh, even what you've thought up until now has been, it would be successful, like some major things like uh, got the degree, got the job, got the promotion, earned an X amount of money, or ran this marathon. Like those are more mar uh, uh, major things or had the baby or had the divorce, like <laughs> whatever you feel is a success in your life. Um, those are more major things, but I invite you to even write down what might seem like smaller things or what might not even seem like success to others, but really does feel like a success to you. Like maybe something you feel really proud of, even though, you know, it's not deemed as successful by most people. Like one personal example, um, therapy, gone to therapy. 
and I've chosen to go to that to support my mental health. That's a huge win. I write that down as, as a success in my life. Or I apologized to my wife for that uh, argument that we had and me not seeing her point of view. Awesome success. Heck, you can even go farther back. Like, oh, when I was a child, I learned how to ride a bike. Awesome success. And you can see that you can easily get to 50, 60, 70 things by really reframing your awareness of what success is for you. And that will absolutely build belief in yourself because you start to realize and recognize all of the amazing things that you've done, small and large um, success to society and others, as well as success to you. So write down everything. And I, this is one exercise I, I make all of my clients do because it is such a profound shift in self-image and a belief in yourself. It grows naturally. So highly recommend you do that. So now let's go forward because I shared with you some examples of belief, building belief in yourself. Promised you, I promised you, I promise you it will work. These things that I share, if you just implement them, try them out. And if you have already done some of these, I invite you to work on them, on them again to maybe take a new belief that you want to shift or a new part of the belief in yourself that you want to build. So work on that for yourself. So now, as I mentioned, I've got some gifts for you. So I appreciate you for listening to the end because uh, I'm only really offering these to those who have listened to the full episode and coming to the end of this. So now these two gifts will be links in the description of this episode. So if you'd like to uh, receive these gifts, then click the links in the description. The first gift is one of my favorite uh, free offerings. It's a meditation that I have, which is a guided meditation for accessing and connecting with who you really are as a soul, as a spiritual being. Psychology calls this metacognition. Another term you may be familiar with or have heard, it's being the observer of your thoughts, of your emotions, of your body, of your life, so that you can tap into this power of being a spiritual being. So. It's a, an 11 minute guided meditation that I call the power of awareness. And it's a way of developing that skill of noticing what you are noticing, not just being aware, but being aware that you are aware. It's kind of a, a very interesting process and interesting experience. And I will say, I say this all the time to my clients too, that it's not something that you can really intellectually get because in truth, this tool helps you go beyond the mind to tap into your true nature as a spiritual being again. So it's a way of helping you connect with who you are so that you can make it easier for yourself to let go of the limiting beliefs and to build more belief in yourself. And this will help you also harness the power of neuroplasticity to rewire your brain. So if you'd like that guided meditation, that 11-minute meditation, click the link in the description of this episode and download that. And now with the second gift. And I will say, I want to preference this second gift as a gift that I believe is only for a specific per person and, this, and maybe you're, you're a specific part of your life that you're in right now. So this gift is a one-to-one -one strategy session call with me, Kevin, as, a, as your transformational life coach. I'm offering this to you as a complete complimentary gift. So my sessions are valued at $250 an hour, but... This month, January, 2024, 
I actually have a decent amount this month. So we kick off the new year. I have 20 set 20 sessions available, but these sessions fill up and fill up quickly every time I offer this. But so what it is in this one-to-one call with me, I'll help you get more clear on what are those limiting beliefs or challenges that you've been facing in your life. We'll get clear on your longings, your discontents, the things you want to change most in your life so that we have a clear starting point. Then the second part of this call is we're going to get into your vision and I'll help you gain more clarity, more connection with the life you'd love to live and the new beliefs you'd love to implement into your life. And then the third part is we're going to talk about an actual strategy of what steps can you take, what might help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you'd love to be, where you're living your dream. And again, this session is valued at $250, but I'm giving it away for free right now as my gift to you. And we'll talk about further support and coaching at the end, but that's not an obligation to have that conversation or even be interested. Uh, But I always love working with people further to continue on the momentum that we build with this strategy session. So if that resonates with you, you can also click the link in the description of this episode and book that call with me. And I look forward to talking with you soon. So with that said, my friend, it's been a pleasure being with you here today, energetically, because I know these are, of course, are recordings. Um, but I always find it as a privilege to share this information, share my insights that I've learned over the years and help inspire you in your life. So looking forward to connecting with you in future episodes and many different ways like the guided meditation, my strategy session, our new podcast subscription. So if any of these resonate with you and call to you, then I invite you to act on that now. And I'll see you in another episode. Peace. And that's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, connect with us on Instagram personally at Kevin F. Carton or at Chris J. Carton or our podcast Instagram page at Science and Spirituality Podcast. And if you feel guided to, the one thing that we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and also leave a review. This way we can reach more people and in that way impact more lives. So with that, we'll see you on the next episode.